In conclusion, this book, while excellent in its analysis of all, welcomes to bring together the theories and methods of two different fields of study, social history, detailed enough so that more seasoned researchers will find. I'm Robert Castanello. I'm the vice president of research and publications at HNet, and this is the Art of the Review podcast. I'm Elena Kalinsky, managing editor of HNet Reviews. And this is a podcast where we examine reviewing and criticism as an academic form. This podcast is brought to you by HNET and the University of Central Florida's Center for Humanities and Digital Research. Welcome to the Art of the Review podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Art of the Review podcast. I'm Robert Casanello, an associate professor of history at the University of Central Florida, and I'm the vice president of research and publications with HNET, and I'm here with my co-host, Elena. Elena, can you introduce yourself? Thanks, Robert. My name is Elena Kalinsky. I am HNET's associate director for reviews and the managing editor of HNET Reviews. Um, I'm an art historian by training with a PhD from Rutgers in 2013. Okay, this is our very first episode, and so what we really want to do with this episode is just introduce everybody to what HNET is and what we hope to do with the podcast in the future. So, uh, Elena, could I ask you to give our audience a brief explanation of exactly what HNET is? Sure, Robert. Um, so HNET is a consortium of about 188 networks dedicated to different areas of the humanities and social sciences. Um, it was founded in 1993 at the University of Illinois at Chicago, and it moved to Michigan State University in 1995, uh, which is where it's housed today. Um, the mission of HNET is to promote scholarly communication, scholarship, and teaching, and it's basically um, networks on different subjects uh, where people have discussions about uh, research, teaching, um, and their scholarly interests. Um, it's probably best known for its academic announcements, job guides, and reviews. Um, you can find uh, HNET at networks.h-net.org, or you can find the old listserv logs archived at h-net.org. Okay, in this podcast we've titled The Art of the Review, and what we hope to do with this podcast is episode by episode really kind of discuss what amounts to a review, whether it be a book review, the review of a piece of art, and, you know, the academic pursuit of reviewing in general. And so episode by episode, we're going to handle a different topic, a different idea, until we get to the end of this thing. I, I think we're going to kind of serialize this in some way so that we have a starting point to understand what it means to review, what are the components of a review, and, and what are, the, I guess, the best practices to review. And at the end of this thing, at the end of this podcast, hopefully we'll come to some concrete conclusions and some ideas that um, we could coalesce around. I'm hoping this journey opens my mind. I've been redoing, doing reviews for quite a long time, but I'm sure there's so much I could learn uh, by talking to different people and different experiences about their, um, their pursuit of reviewing. And I'm hoping that in, in some way, shape, or form, I come away from this podcast experience with a new outlook on what it means to review. Uh, Elena, do you have any ideas of what you hope to get out of this podcast series? 
Sure. Well, I'm the new managing editor for reviews on HNET, so um, I'm looking forward to getting to know uh, the different networks, the history of reviewing on HNET, and the ways that uh, reviewing in an electronic online medium, um, you know, how that influences the ways reviews are written, the kinds of um, touchstones and guidelines that reviewers uh, use and take away, um, and just to learn more about uh, reviewing. That's, that's a great point. I mean, we all review, all of us, I mean, even with our friends, if we go see a movie, your friend might say, was it a good movie? And at that moment, you're reviewing the movie that you just saw. <laughs> so we all, in our lives, review, and I think at this point, we just want to take a step back and you know, understand what does it mean to review. Okay, in this segment, uh, I want us to talk a little bit about the H Reviews page because the H Reviews page is going to be something we are going to return to from time to time in this podcast series. So it's very important if you are taking this journey with us to at least introduce yourself to the H Reviews page and get familiar with it so you know where things are. And we'll do our best in, in any segment where we reference the H-Review page to let you know exactly where to go. But uh, Elena, can you tell us a little bit about what people can find at the H-Reviews page? Sure. Um, well, first I want to take a step back and remind uh, listeners that there are uh, a number of ways that reviews are published uh, on each network. Um, so you'll find reviews coming out on different HNET networks on the commons. Um, and you can find them by going to networks.hnet.org um, and then finding your specific uh, network that you're interested in. So be it H uh, Afro-AM or H-Nationalism, <clears throat> any of those networks uh, will publish reviews. And you can go to the network pages to find the reviews. Um, at the same time, all HNET reviews starting from the very beginning, 1993, um, are archived at the hnet.org slash reviews page. Um, and you can go there and uh, find the whole trove of HNet reviews from all the networks. Um, every time a review is published, it's tweeted out. Um, our Twitter handle is at hnet underscore reviews. And hnet in this case does not have a dash. So it's just hnet underscore reviews. Um, and if you want to receive reviews in your inbox, you can subscribe to the HReview listserv. And you'll find that at the regular reviews, HReviews page, which is hnet.org slash reviews. Um, so a number of ways you can get reviews. Um, but now uh, let me tell you more about the HReviews page itself. I mean, H net.org slash reviews is the main homepage for reviews. And if you go there, you'll find uh, the review standards and guidelines uh, that HNET uses to publish uh, reviews. So each, net, each review published on any network must conform to these uh, professional standards and guidelines for reviewing. Uh, you can also, as I mentioned, search through the whole archive of reviews for every network. Um, so going back to uh, 1993, uh, you can sign up for the HReview listserv there. Uh, if you're interested in becoming a review editor, you can find information about that um, and uh, a number of other things. So uh, go and visit h-net.org slash reviews uh, for the HReview page.
I wanted to introduce people also to a new network that we're creating alongside uh, the podcast series, and that's called H-Podcast. And so you had mentioned that HNet is organized by network, so one network in the HNet system will be H-Podcast, and we will post information um, about the series as well as per episode into H-Podcast, and you'll be able to find H-Podcast where, Yelena? At networks.hnet.org slash H-Podcast. And I just want to uh, clarify for listeners because uh, you can't hear it, but Every time we say H-Net, H-Podcast, H-Nationalism, there's a dash there. So it's H-Podcast. So uh, networks.hnet.org slash H-Podcast. So when this episode's finished, we hope all of you will go to H-Review, check that out, and check out H-Podcast, see what's there for you from this episode. Okay, welcome back. This is segment three, and in this segment we wanted to introduce everyone to two other guests who from time to time will be joining us on the podcast. And the first person I want to introduce is Basha Novak. Basha, could you say hi? Hi, this is Basha. And can you tell us what you do at HNET? Sure. I'm an editor of reviews for HNET, so I copy edit reviews, and I also train our review editors. Okay, great. And in alphabetical order, we also have Charlotte Weber. Charlotte, can you say hi, hi to everybody? And, Hello, everyone. <laughs> and you and you and you and Basha do the same thing. Is that is that right? Yes, we copy edit reviews. Um, we are responsible for uh, readying them for publication, uh, which means imposing house style, um, correcting any grammatical or mechanical errors tightening the prose if we have to, um, smoothing out any awkward sentences. Um, again, just making sure they are publication ready. Okay, great. And so uh, how important is it to in, in the review process? Because I would imagine our audience sees the final review, but they don't see, the, I guess, how the sausage is made. So how important is it to have a copy editing step in the reviews process? I think it's crucial. Um, we do. I, I've never come across a review that was completely ready to be published. Um, there are always some, at least some minor stylistic um, or guide uh, changes according to HNET Style Guide or according to the 16th edition of the Chicago Manual of Style. There's always something that we change. Um, so I, I find it to be absolutely crucial. And some reviews are completely not ready for publishing without our um, line by line close reading. So you you know the the copy editing process is really indispensable to the to the final review because you know it's almost like when people read books or journal articles a copy editor copy editor has seen that material and has kind of mediated that material for publication and the two of you do the exact same thing right right and you know review editors are responsible for obviously commissioning a review and um, and for content. And if there are, you know, any major sort of historiographical issues or, or content issues, uh, that's something that's addressed, um, you know, that's something that, that's a conversation that happens between the review editor and the reviewer. But they're not necessarily looking at the sentence level of the review um, and ensuring that it reads smoothly, you know, camping 
misinterpreted. Um, and so it's Vash and I are, are sort of the last set of um, fresh eyes to take a look at the review before it goes out into the world. And, and, and Basha, can you can you estimate how many reviews you see maybe in a week that you that you copy edited? Um, I'd say with about fifteen, maybe. Would you say that, Charlotte? I would say, yeah. I mean, it tends to vary. We have slow seasons, and um, I mean, usually uh, right around Christmas break, right December. That's when the queue really picks up when. Uh, right, review right. editors who have been so busy with their the academic year, um, then when they have some time off, that's when they tend to get to their attend to their reviews. So we we often get slammed um, then and say over the summer. Um, but yeah, on average, I would say anywhere from ten to fifteen. Yeah, and they vary in length. So we have reviews that might be eight hundred words long. But we also have reviews that come in at around 5,000 words long. So those obviously take quite a bit longer to, to edit. And I think we should mention, because we're assuming all here that, that uh, everyone understands that all this is done electronically, right? That this, like you don't actually see any of these review editors. All this is done through an online management system, right? Right, exactly. Okay, great. And so let's, I want to, wrap up here, and I want uh, if, if each of you could talk a little bit about your areas, the areas you feel most comfortable in covering. I know there's some things you, you know more about than, than other things when you look at reviews. So um, Charlotte, if you could lead us off, what, what's the areas of expertise that you have that you bring to a review? So, uh, so my PhD is in comparative women's history um, with concentrations in modern Middle Eastern and modern U.S. history. I mean, we have to be generalists. Um, you know, we, of course, read and process reviews from all sorts of fields, but um, Basha will typically leave in the queue if she sees a review come in that has to do with Middle Eastern history, particularly. She will leave that for me. You know, I think it, it helps the fact that we're both historians. I mean, the, the vast majority of HNET reviews, I think, are um, in the field of history as opposed to other disciplines. Um, we do have art history, I guess, and a few others. But I think it helps that we, uh, that, you know, we're both scholars in our own right and bring mm -hmm. um, everything that that entails to editing a scholarly review. And Basha, what, what, do, you, what do you prefer to read? My well, my PhD is in women's history, and I also worked on Eastern European um, and Soviet history, as well as modern U.S. Um, so I enjoy reading anything on Eastern European history, as well as women's history in general. But really, I mean, we can copy it at just about anything, um, since we are, as Charlotte mentioned, we're historians um, with our training. And so we, we have a general understanding of historical concepts and methodologies and so forth that we bring to the reviews that we copy edit. I think earlier I was talking to someone and I mentioned that because I'm the vice president of uh, research and publication, so all of the reviews come through my inbox, not that I read them all, but I, mm -hmm. if, if I so was inclined, I could. And I always notice that I'm 
most intrigued by the reviews of history I have absolutely no idea <laughs> about and no expertise mm-hmm. in. Is it is it similar for you all? Do you do you find that things that you know less about you're more interested in, in the review and, and the book itself or I think, you know, that's it's an interesting question. I think it cuts both ways sometimes. Um certain fields uh I would say that's true for me personally. Um and then others, <laughs> I have to um, I have to work a little harder to maintain my interest. Um, right, right. So, and we we won't you know specify. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, if I read a review of an area I research, it's like work. And then if I read a review mm-hmm. of something I know I will never research and never have any contact yeah. or teach or anything like that, then it's kind of like oh, I'm reading this because I want to read this. That's how I feel about it. Right. Well, and then it also, you know, depends on the nature of the review. I mean, if it's um, if it's written for um, a wider audience than um, you know than experts in a specific field, uh, obviously that's going to be a more interesting read than one that's more sort of narrowly tailored uh, to specialists. Right. I, I guess it's different for you all because every review is work for you, right? Right. All right. Well, great. We'll 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 end there, and I want to thank you both for for joining me today. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. We'll post related links to this episode on the show notes blog at the H Podcast Network, and you can also go there to read more and share your thoughts on this episode.